0: It's marketing that not just works, perhaps it's the ultimate marketing because we have the ultimate emotional connection. It also changes people's lives in a very positive way.
1: That's Mark Schaefer, one of the world's leading marketing futurists and keynote speakers. His life is filled with a curiosity for how marketing is evolving and each of his books is reflective of what comes next is not one, but 10 best-selling books, and they're all worth a read. And in this episode of Your Truth Shared, we're talking about the idea of community as the last great marketing strategy. So lean in. I think you'll enjoy. I'm Finola Howard, intuitive marketer, your host and founder of How Great Marketing Works. I believe that every business has a story to tell, I think it's a treat for me, but it's also a treat for you because today I get to talk to Mark Schaefer and Mark Schaefer, who we shall get to interview, introduce himself in a second, is a marketing strategist, keynote speaker, university educator and loads more and best-selling author. But for me, Mark Schaefer is the person I go to to read when I'm stuck. (laughs) Welcome, Mark. That's nice. <laughs> I'm very nice though. And I,
0: I, 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 I loved your introduction that Mark is a strategist, keynote speaker, and loads more. <laughs> that's the best way to introduce me.
1: <laughs> but you are loads more.
0: Get right to the freaking <laughs> point. Look, it's loads more. Let's get on to the conversation. But, you know, that's that's really nice to say I'm the person you go to when when you're stuck. That's, that's as a as a teacher, that's nice to hear. Well,
1: there's been many times. That I've gone to your Grow uh, blog when I'm looking for inspiration or insight on something. I even remember one uh, one particular time when there was all this talk about, when there was all these entertaining um, reels and stuff on Instagram. And it's just really frustrating me because I just didn't want to dance and I didn't want to... <laughs> And uh, and I remember reaching out to you in your, you were doing an article on it at the time. And you just reassured me that what my gut was telling me fit, that I wasn't here to entertain. I know there's an entertaining part of what we do, but it still has to feel right. It has to feel like me. You know what I mean? I
0: want to be known for my brains, not my dance moves.
1: <laughs> it's how good are your dance moves? That's the question. They're not that good. They're not that good. Yeah.
0: My, 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 my children pay me to not dance. <laughs> I
1: love it. I love
0: it. Uh, yeah, that's nice of you to say. Yeah.
1: Well, not nice. I don't really do nice. I'm kind of like, it's the truth of it. So, you know, but let's let's say it. So, but I have a criticism. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> we're
0: going into all new directions here.
1: Great. Yeah. The mo- Bring it on. Bring yeah. it. Bring it. Bella. So <laughs> I shall try. So I'm reading your book and I I have a Kindle. And you know, the lovely thing about Kindles is you get to highlight and then you can look back afterwards for the notes to remind yourself and blah, blah, blah. It's really annoying, Mark, because I want to highlight everything. No, I mean it like really yeah. annoying. Like this is really frustrating, all of these one-liners. So it's also very hard to prepare for this. But, you know, obviously it's a great thing because it it helps me think. It, it's a... I felt like the book is about community and it's called Belonging to the Brand, Why Community is the Last Great Marketing Strategy. It's a great title and it intrigues me because I've been involved in communities since probably since I started in business in 1999. Let's start with, oh, I want to start with something else first. Can you tell me? The road you took to become a marketing strategist, could you share a little bit about that?
0: yeah, well um i I started out in the in the university as a as a journalism major actually, and um, in my junior year, I took a marketing class i I still have my marketing this is about the tech the, I went back on eBay to get my original marketing textbook from Philip Kotler. I have that book. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, and and the reason this is like from 1981, I think. Yeah. And um, because I've been Philip Kotler is still alive. He's like 93 years old, and he he invited me to come visit him in his home in Florida. Oh wow! So yeah, so we're work we're working that out, but um, he inspired me. This book inspired me. Um, but it was too late. Uh, I was too broke, had to, couldn't change my major. So I started out in corporate communications, eventually got my master's degree Mm. and eventually, you know, got, got, got into marketing. So I worked in, um, in a big fortune 100 company for about 25 years. It had various marketing roles there, had global marketing roles and started getting into e-business and e-commerce. And, um, my company was based here in America, but they wanted to move me to Switzerland. Mm. So I kind of went back and forth for a little while and I decided, you know, this is really my home in Tennessee where I live now. And this is where I raise my children. I, I really don't want to do this. So I had always thought about being an entrepreneur. I was actually very entrepreneurial, even in my big company, which is what you know made me successful there. Mm. So about... Uh, Fifteen years ago, now I guess I, I started my own business, and it, it, I started teaching and consulting. I started I started a blog to learn how to blog. I had no idea what I was doing, but the blog became popular, and that led to books. The books led to speaking. The speaking led to big, bigger consulting jobs. So now I've worked with many, many big brands like uh, like Dell and Microsoft and um, adidas or for the european audience adidas uh we call it adidas i don't know why here in america and um and it's just been great yeah so this book we're talking about you mentioned uh so kindly is called belonging to the brand it's my it's my 10th book so yeah. I, I never even dreamed of writing a book but i discovered i was good at it so here i am
1: but you know this you said one thing led to another. And as a strategist, you know, we're supposed to be the ones that decide upon the future direction of something. But there's also another viewpoint, which is about leaning in and listening to the market or listening to the customer and allowing them to lead you. So in your own journey, is it that you were led? Did you decide in advance, I'd love to do this, so maybe sometime in the future? Or did you follow?
0: And I I, honestly, I never follow anything. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Finola, as as I look back at my career, I realized that my whole career has just been experiments. It's just been, here's something new and it's interesting. I I am definitely a person that, that is led by my curiosity. When I started my blog, it wasn't strategic. is because I was curious. I wanted to learn.
1: But you trust your curiosity then? Uh, it, it's it's curiosity
0: to me is like breathing. Mm. It, it, it's 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 not a matter of 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 trusting it. it, it and, and curiosity can be both good and bad. Now, okay, I'm not I'm not a person that chases shiny red balls. I'm very disciplined. You know, I know what I need to do to run a business. I need know what I need to do to be a good husband, to be a good father, to be a good person in the community. So, you know, I'm not erratic. Okay. However, I'll give you an example. So, my first book was called Return on Influence. This mm. was the first book ever written on influence marketing. It was in 2012. Now, mm. Why did I write that book? Because I thought this idea of power shifting away from big companies and big ad agencies and editors at newspapers, when we can build our own audience on social media, on the internet, that moves power to us for the first time in history. And you think through the implications of that, which are apparent now. But weren't mm. apparent then mm. I thought this was endlessly fascinating. I wrote the first book on influence marketing. It became a big hit. Now, if I was strategic, I would have I could have been I could have created the first influence marketing agency. I could have been the godfather of influence marketing. but what drives me is curiosity. Nothing would have bored me more. Than to do the same thing every single day, yeah. But that's
1: strategic. Well, uh, yeah. I because mean, because it's well, following what makes you happy.
0: It follows what makes me happy. So, I mean, I chronically leave money on the table because there's an opportunity, but I wouldn't be happy. I would be bored. I would have. I would have to manage people. I don't want to do that anymore. That does not. That does not bring me joy. So. Um, you know, so the I started my first event because I was curious. I wrote my first book because I was curious. Um, started a podcast because I wanted to to learn that. I have an event, a new event called the Uprising. I have I it's it's I limit it to thirty people. I have one in America in September. I'm going to have one in Ireland, right outside of Dublin. Now, this is crazy. It's just like it's like okay will 30 people come to this thing and think big thoughts about marketing with me? I didn't know. But, you know, let's try it. You know, let's see what happens. Now, I started a, you know, I started a community. We're doing experiments in the metaverse. Uh, You know, where's that going to go? I don't know, but it's, so I just follow my curiosity. Every, my whole career has been a series of experiments and most of them work out. Um, But, um, so, I'm a success because of my curiosity i'm I'm less successful than I could be because i'm i I follow my curiosity
1: yeah but come on your your success is success as you define it that uh, that phrase that we hear so much about so it's not the measure you've got the uh, you figured out the amount of financial success you want and the amount of joy you want and you put them together to get the success as you define it clearly yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I'm a, I'm 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 i I'm a happy person. So there you I know you go. that
1: about you. Yes. <laughs> but I still think you trust your curiosity. I think that's, I feel that strongly because you, there's no empty handed leap into the void. There is, this is what works. I'm going to follow that because it's never got me wrong.
0: Yeah, I suppose so. I, yeah, I've never really thought about it that, that, that way before. I, I think, you know, I, I look at it as as maybe uh just having the the courage to you know to do it the courage to experiment um and and you know it look I would I would I could make a lot more money and have a lot more stability being the CMO of a company someplace but inside I would just I would just die because I would you know you you're, you're in that in that in the in that infrastructure you're held in place by a scaffolding of an organization and norms and rules and you know i i like i just like flexibility to to pursue you know my interests and and that's that's what drives me big big ideas and people with big ideas that's where i thrive mm.
1: do you think the big inflexible companies are changing at all? Uh, you know, no. <laughs> okay.
0: Well, I mean, let's put it this way. Um, let's
1: say I was hoping for a little hope there, but no.
0: <laughs> um. So, i I wrote a, a book a few years ago that has be- has become my most popular book so far. It's called Marketing Rebellion. Mm. Marketing Rebellion was a wake up call to mm. companies that. They're they're just like, they're in a rut where they do the same things month after month and year after year. And we started this social media department and this is the way we do it. We'll just do a little bit better next year. We'll do a little bit better on our SEO. But meanwhile, our customers have the accumulated knowledge of the human race in the palm of their hands and they expect something more out Mm. of companies and marketing today. So Marketing Rebellion was a wake-up call to say, look up get out of your trench put down your algorithms and just look up at what the world really needs right now and what i realized is that small to medium sized companies are leading the future of marketing mm. most big companies you know they're they're built on this infrastructure of advertising and relationships big global contracts with 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 advertisers and there's still some place for that but you know most people today avoid ads i'm paying more not to see ads i pay for these streaming services you know at the end of the day i'm tired i'll watch tv but i don't see one single ad mm. cuz i'm watching it on amazon prime or on disney plus or something mm. i listen to music all the time i never mm. hear an ad cuz i subscribe to spotify and so we need to connect with our customers in a different way. And I think young people today, hmm. and, and, and the, I realized later almost every case study in Marketing Rebellion was about somebody under the age of 30. And even community today, young people today, they're leading with community as their marketing strategy because they love it. They look at the way the older generation tries to... Market to people and advertise to people and they think, why would you treat people that way? We don't want to be treated that way. We're going to do something more meaningful. So I see the future really being led by small to medium-sized companies. They're teaching us the new ways to market. How do big companies adjust? They're buying the small companies.
1: Yeah. And then (laughs) making them like them. Yeah. So... You've kind of answered the question, but I kind of want you to dig a bit more into it. It's like, uh, to be more specific, because you, you frame it really well in the book, which is, why is community the last great marketing strategy?
0: My family came from Ireland. Uh, my mother's side is is Irish.
1: Mm.
0: Their uh, surname was Scanlon. Ah. And um, that's why I love Ireland so much. I've spent more time in Ireland than than any other country outside of America. Uh. And, you know, I just I, I, I just I loved my grandparents and my grandfather, my 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 Irish grandfather would shop at this special store that he loved in Pittsburgh called the Italian store. <laughs> and he my grandfather was a plumber when he mm. had a little extra money. He'd go to the Italian store tito you know, to buy a little special cheese or a little special sausage and you knew it's probably a holiday whenever we would get something from the italian store mm. well i got to visit this place a couple of years ago it's been there since 1903 mm. the same family has run this place and you get the same feel today that my grandfather had when he went into this place it's not just buying cheese it's just an experience you mm. you want to belong there the people who work there is a you got the old wooden floors and all the signs are handwritten and the people behind the counter know all their customers and they're talking to them and they're giving them special little tastes and then the customers move move over, they see their friends they move over here, they start talking I thought I've never felt like this before in my life. I'm mm. only one generation away from this. Today, here's how I shop. I push a button and something gets delivered to my door. And inside, we we, we not just want to belong, we need to belong. It's a mm. and a very important part of our psychology. And it's missing in much of our world today. In the book, I talk about what I believe to be the greatest mega trend of our generation, the, the crisis with mental health. And we're, we're lonely, we're isolated, we're depressed, we're disconnected. A lot of the institutions that helped us belong in the past aren't really relevant to young people today. Mm-hmm. And we've got a mental health crisis. And, and, and so the, the idea behind the book is that community is almost entirely overlooked as a brand marketing strategy. Creating a great brand is about building emotion between what you do and your customers. And there's no better place to do that than in a community. And yet in most companies, there's no community or it's an afterthought or they're just trying to sell more stuff and people leave.
1: Yeah, you've got a really good phrase in the book that says uh, for those large companies, community is not a Monday morning problem.
0: Meaning like, it's urgent.
1: We got to yeah. solve
0: this now. How did we do over the weekend?
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, I like that that phrase uh, to Pablo Gonzalez was was interviewed. He had that phrase in the book. Mm. So, I mean, to me, everything just comes together. You know, the 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 wake up call on the marketing rebellion. I mean, wake up. What you're doing just doesn't work anymore. People need something else, and this is what it is, and we can achieve that through community it's marketing that not just works perhaps it's the ultimate marketing because we have the ultimate emotional connection but it's also marketing that heals i'm not saying do it to you know you know hey everybody start a community and change the world i'm not saying that this is a business book it's a marketing book but the benefit is it also changes people's lives in a very positive way
1: One question I have for you about this is we've been dealing with communities for a long time now, Um, so we have Facebook. Facebook is the people who have the platform that's been used most regularly. What's different now in your book compared to what we've been sitting in communities for ages, we've been sitting in groups for ages. What's different and what's the teaching that you have for everyone in this book?
0: Well, you're right. I mean, community isn't isn't new. Even before Facebook, community wasn't new. Mm. But what's different is that when when businesses start communities, they fail 70% yeah. of the time. Why? Yeah. Because they're they're they create a community to make their quarterly sales goal. Mm. Right? So that's the first problem of the communities that make it 70% of those communities are aimed at transactions, customer mm. self-service. Oh, you have a problem with your software. Go to our community. There are friendly people there that can help you. There's nothing wrong with that, but they're missing the bigger picture. The best managed companies in the world today, like Nike and Lego and Ikea, they're, they're using community to create new products to unearth new ideas to unleash co-creation customer mm. advocacy loyalty so this mm. you know the the, the 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 rapid dispersion of information it's it just so powerful the brand benefit of community is the business case is unassailable and i think if you read just the first couple check first couple chapters of my book you go, oh my gosh! How did we ever not think of this before as a brand marketing strategy? So that's what's new. It, it, you know, community isn't new. It's it's how companies need to position communities in their company as a marketing strategy instead of some customer self service thing.
1: You have this quote that I can't remember it exactly, but it's uh, how can you how can purpose be achieved? You know, if a business has purpose. And the best businesses do have purpose and very uh, strong advocate of purpose led as a as a starting point for strategy. But even reading that community is such a kind of a side thought, an add on and not an integral part of strategy. And it was this beautiful question in your chapter on purpose that was around, well, what can our what can kind of community achieve for us? That we can't do without it right and not that i'm paraphrasing apologies no i mean that's you're pretty close
0: and it's 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 a keen question and a keen idea and that's another reason why communities fail because they're set out to achieve a goal for the company well people don't want to gather for that so it's like Mm. what do you want to what do you want to achieve in this world What impact do you want to make? What change Mm -hmm. do you want to make? And how could we do that in a bigger way, a faster way, if we had our customers alongside us? Mm -hmm. You know, what do they want to change? What do they want to build? What do they want to learn? How do they want to impact the world? Is it the same as us? Well, then let's do it together. And that's when the magic happens.
1: And that leads me to your other point, which is really good. But I really like I think that point is really important because it makes you back up your statement of what your purpose is. It makes you go, well, if you're really serious about this as a purpose, then why aren't you using community? Uh, The other key message I got from the book was this idea of relinquishing control. That's a scary one, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but but I'll, I'll give you an example from my from my own life and my own community. So I started a community devoted to learning about the future of marketing. That's mm-hmm. what I love. I want to. Mm-hmm. I, I love thinking about talking about what's going to be next. And um, so I thought, well, I'll start this community, mm-hmm. and uh, people are interested in me, so mm-hmm. they're probably interested in things I'm interested in. Mm -hmm. And I'm interested in personal branding and writing books and giving speeches. So Mm -hmm. I'll set up these little chat areas for those things. Today, I have this vibrant community, amazing people from all over the world. And those are the emptiest rooms on the whole site. Because they're saying, no, we want to talk about the metaverse and Mm -hmm. chat GPT and NFTs and artificial intelligence, and they're right. Those are the things we should be talking about. They're taking me a new way. They're teaching me. Finola, every blog post I write, every speech I give, somewhere in that content is embedded an idea that came out of that community that I never would have had on my own. Because I've got people all over the world who are seeing things, experiencing things I would never see. And they're teaching me, they're making me a better consultant, a better mm-hmm. futurist, a better teacher. Now, think about scaling that for a brand. Think about a brand that wants to do more for the environment, they want to do more for the homeless, they want to do more, you know, to, to, to promote a city and you know build up a community, what if you got other passionate, smart people to come alongside you and do that? It changes everything,
1: and it drives you bigger and better than you could have imagined on your own. Yeah, but I mean, it's it, you've, you've got to have that courage
0: hmm. to let the community take you where you need to go. I mean, a brand today, whether it's you or me as a personal brand mm. or a company brand a brand is a journey of relentless relevance mm. the world is changing so fast how am i re- how am i relevant now how am i relevant this year if you think about you know an, an example everybody can understand coca cola coca cola is brown colored sugar water it can never change they tried that it failed. They can never change the product. They have to change the relevance. What does that product mean to the generation right now? Not two years from now, not three years from now, not 10 years from now. How are we relevant to the culture right now? And that's where community is magical because they're, 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 they're on the pulse of the culture. They're on the pulse of the news and they're connecting you to what's happening. And you and and then you can interpret what you do, the products and services you sell. You can interpret that in the context of these cultural moments.
1: I love another really great really great quote from your book as well. I think it's the last line in a chapter. Uh, and it struck me hard, which is trust has to be earned every day.
0: And so, uh, uh, yeah. And I, I think about that, in, in my community all the time is it's like I've I've got to be really aware of how I show up because mm. if you break that trust one time mm. it's over
1: really do you really think you know because you know we always we always love the comeback story too you know <laughs> well but, uh, but 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 mm. I mean I think
0: a community is is mm-hmm. is built on trust. You might come into a community, and you might not know the people there, but you 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 trust the leader. You trust yeah. what you've heard about it. You've trust your friends who have brought you in. So if you if you don't have trust in a community, you you don't have you don't have anything. So
1: another another point that you made really well in this is that whole idea of the leadership of the community that. You may, one really tough thing is to give up control, but it doesn't mean you give up responsibility for that community.
0: Yes, absolutely, yeah. But it, it's just thinking about leadership in, in, a, in a different way. It, it's not creating a team. It's not building an infrastructure. It's not adhering to a mission statement. It's creating a culture to allow those things to happen it's creating a culture for leaders to emerge mm. it's creating a culture where the mission becomes clear in in you know and relevant in the context of of this community and this world that we live in
1: does that mean if i go back to one of my first questions that companies in the future could become communities where everyone it's already happening yeah but you know, you know I... like we're speaking about it that that every that control is relinquished and replaced with trust. Yeah, I mean, I think so. In
0: in my book, there's there's lots and lots of different diverse case studies: big companies and small companies, and entrepreneurial companies, and even there's a company in there that's a it's a stay at home mom. She's raising five kids. She has a community with fifty thousand people in it. That, yeah, you should that, have to
1: tell that story in a minute. It's a really that's, good one.
0: That's, that's her income. Mm. So so there's examples where you have a business where the community is the marketing, like Sephora. Sephora Mm. is a cosmetics company. They have brick and mortar stores everywhere, Mm. but 80% of their revenue comes from their community. But you also have businesses that start a community and the community becomes bigger than the business. Mm. It's not just community-based marketing. It's a community-based business. And there's mm-hmm. examples like that in the book too. So mm-hmm. we are definitely, we're definitely going to see more of that today um, in the future because we have, we have the technology to do that now. We have the technology to gather, to find like-minded, passionate people who care about the things we care about to create that community. We've got technology to help us connect and communicate and collaborate, we've got technology to help us monetize in new ways. So, I mean, we're we're at a very, very exciting point in history where a lot of this community-based marketing and community-based businesses couldn't have even existed 20 years ago.
1: Let me ask you a question, and it's it's framed like this. But don't answer it yet, right? The first, it's it's like the question of can every business have a community or use a community as their marketing strategy? And I'll just just talk about it a little bit more. If you're walking down a street and side by side are all of these shops, and I know that's just retail we're talking about, but just for the example, side by side are all of these individual stores, some of which are hitting the same target audience. They want the same football. Uh, Can every single shop on that street have a community? And, sorry, I'll just say a bit more. Apologies. (laughs) Because I watch my own behavior. I've left Facebook. I find it too noisy. The world is so noisy, we're on information overload. I choose to not be in that information overload. I choose to have space, to be quiet, to think, to reflect, to work, to be with my family, to go see swimming, to have the life I want to lead. So... I notice in myself that I made choices to come off Facebook and to pursue, you know, there's Kajabi have a new community app, which I use, but also Circle is another platform. And I've chosen, I choose the communities I'm in. And it's not all the communities. It's two or three communities, which means, which then makes me say, well, can everybody have a community? Well,
0: I think there's a, there's a, there's a, there's two different questions there, so I thought a lot about this. Can everybody? Can anybody have a, have a community? And the the I've got a one a one one word answer to this.
1: No. Yeti. <laughs> yes. Yeti. Yes.
0: Y- Yeti. Y e t i. Okay. So do you know that brand? Yes. Okay. So seven or eight years ago. I started noticing people wearing shirts that said Yeti okay. and hats. Yeah. And I thought, wait a minute, isn't that an ice cooler? Why would you wear a shirt for an ice cooler? And it, it, that's what it was. Yeah. It was literally an ice cooler. And for at least the first five years of that company, they didn't do any advertising. It was 100% driven by the word-of-mouth marketing Of their community period period it was a community built around an ice cooler so to answer the first part of your question can any business have a community i don't know but if you can if you can build a community around an ice cooler i tend to think yes that's the first part of your question the second part of your question sort of hints at overload so Mm. you you have your communities. They mean something to you. And really, I mean, a community is like anything else today. It's 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 a, an attempt to get your attention and you only have so much attention because like you said, you want to swim in the sea. You want to spend time with your family. You want quiet time. You need time to work, but you also have time for community. We all need that. We all need time with community it it's it serves a psychological sociological and even physical benefit in our in our lives so I mean I think uh could there be such a thing as community overload yep yeah you know it's just like in the in the internet when the internet started oh it was nice and quiet and we knew people and then we started you know content marketing and if you had a blog that was like something unique and and then and now the world's overrun you know ev- every sort of niche um, sort of you know e- e- explodes. community uh, you know that could happen to community as well. Maybe my book will become a movement and everybody starts community and maybe maybe I'll be the source of stress for everybody <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know what? Even if, even if we get overloaded with community, I would say this about your book, your book teaches us to listen in and to connect. It does that. So even if, even if ultimately we're overloaded with communities, we still need to lean in and listen.
0: Well, I mean, today we don't have, uh, we don't have enough communities Mm. and a lot of the, traditional structures of our social world have collapsed. Mm. People don't go to church anymore. Young people don't play in sports leagues as much anymore. That really was impacted by the pandemic. A lot of sports leagues were canceled. Uh, different social clubs basically are populated by you know white haired people today young people aren't moving into that and so there's this there's this gap in the world and you know one of the things i talk about in the book if you know if businesses and and when i say businesses I, it could be a nonprofit it could be a university it could be a symphony it could be anything can create community if 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 the communities aren't being provided the young people are going to be creating their own communities so it's going to happen so, you know, if you could create a place where where people want to belong and there's something special about it, and it's not going to appeal to everybody, but it, it, if if it appeals to the people who love you and love your products, I think it's a great opportunity.
1: I have two more questions for you. One is a reassuring um, piece in the book which talks about, it's hard bloody work. Like, you know, that's... That, and there's a great quote you hope for organic growth and plan for manual growth. That's really, it was very reassuring to me uh, because it really takes work. So if you decide you're going to have to have a community, don't be under any illusions. It's actually going to take an enormous amount of work. Would you talk a little bit about that, please? Well, uh,
0: I can say with some authority, because (laughs) I've been around so long, that it has never been more difficult to have success in marketing today. It is so, so competitive. It is so hard. So any marketing you do for your business is going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. What My view is, if you're going to work on something and you're gonna you know spend a lot of time on it, why not work on something that people actually want? Community is the only type of marketing People actually enjoy. They're mm. going to embrace it. They're going to visit you every day. So why not try that? And if it's weird and uncomfortable, take ten percent of your budget or fifteen percent of your budget and experiment. Try it. Try new things. Be if curious. this, if, if you don't, yeah, be curious. Mm. Because if your competitors do it, you know, there's probably only going to be one powerful community in your niche it better be you so at least you know give it a give it a try
1: i was going to ask you what would you like to leave people with is that what you'd like to leave people with today if they have think, one message think, from this yeah,
0: i mean i think that's important and yeah i mean one one sort of thread that goes throughout my writing and my career is is the subtitle of the marketing rebellion book the most human company wins and i think community yeah. is the ultimate way to do that. It's the ultimate way to show up in a way where you show your, your heart and your passion and your compassion and how you care. And that is the ultimate way to show up as, as a human in the, in the business world. The most human company wins. And I believe that is the future.
1: Thank you so much, Mark.
0: Thank you for a delightful conversation.
1: I hope you enjoyed that episode. And if you'd like to find out more about Mark and the work that he does, then check him out on businessesgrow.com. And you can also find him on LinkedIn under Mark W. Schaefer. That's S-C-H-A-E-F-E-R. And if you'd like to support the show, please leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. It's a chance to tell me what you love about the show and helps others discover it too. And I'll be back next week with another great guest. And until then, take care.